0: Hi this is Cliff and Sam and we've been members of Riverside since April 2019.
1: We're very grateful for the solid teaching that we receive on a weekly basis and really grateful for a wonderful life group that we've become a part of. We feel that they are our people,
2: um, lifelong friends, our family.
0: And our children at Velocity and Solid Ground are really happy and thriving as well, which is important to us. And so we look forward to the future with Riverside. Thank you.
3: Colin and I want to thank you as a family for your investment in us over the last four and a half years. We are also truly thankful for our prayer partners who continually lift us up in prayer. Your
4: prayers are important to us. Happy birthday Riverside Community Church. God has blessed the church the last 10 years and we're looking forward to see how God is going to bless Riverside for the
3: next 10 years and more. Our team want to thank you for your investment in time and financial support over the last four years.
2: Aside from the time and financial contribution, we truly appreciate your loyal support of Christ We are blessed to be part of Riverside Community Church, a church who strives to support missions as a priority. Happy, Happy birthday,
0: Riverside Community Happy Church, church for, for your
3: 10-year birthday. birthday. Thank, Thank you.
0: Hey everybody. Hi
5: everybody, my name is
0: Suzanne. And I'm Anton and Riverside is special to us because we actually met at a Riverside uh, Awakening worship evening and yeah we've been um, through dating and through engagement and through the past few years of marriage and we've been privileged to be part of Riverside all along.
5: Yeah and we really feel that um, it's super special to us that Riverside will always be in our story when we
6: tell us uh, how we meet to our future children one day and to our friends and family and for us that's just really a big deal and um, we're really honored that Riverside will always come up
1: into our conversation.
5: I joined Riverside in January 2016, shortly after what I refer to as my brick wall experience. I was part of a band that was doing well, I quit my job and I was full time at it. The overseas interest at the time said I was too old and that I would mess up the marketing strategy. So I had to leave. It broke me. I was shattered. I didn't know what my identity was, who I was. I joined Riverside, I sat at the back. I didn't want to meet people, I just wanted to be. After a period of time, about a year and a half, Steve preached on, what is your plus one? And I knew that day, without a shadow of a doubt, that God was telling me to pick up my guitar and start worshipping. Shortly after that, I joined the worship team and it has been an amazing journey. I just want to thank Riverside and all the gracious people at Riverside. It's been an amazing run and it's been 10 years now, but it's going to be many, many more. Happy birthday, Riverside.
7: I've been with Riverside for about three, three and a bit years, four years, something like that. I had been retrenched and really battled financially. When we joined the church, um, we felt at home immediately. Through the God and through this church, some stuff that I needed to sort out like my vehicle was sponsored by people in this church to a really, really large and fantastic amount. Second of all, that um, during my time of unemployment, the church was really gracious and people got sent through the church and through other sources. was able to meet many of my uh, financial needs. I'm part of a group of men that meet every Saturday and we are speaking to each other's lives and that brings me to my my greatest um, blessing is that I had been involved in church many years but somehow I got lost to such a degree that we ended up having a divorce although the church has helped us through this and we are still good friends, my ex-wife and I But it was through this church whose commitment to walking this road and journey with me has been unbelievable. And I'm so grateful to God for what he's done in and through the life of this church.
5: Hey Riverside, on our 10th birthday, we wanted to express our gratitude towards the church that has become our home. We've been fortunate enough to have been at the very first meeting at the beginning and immediately felt at home. We got the clear feeling that this was the right place for us. Riverside has undoubtedly played a major role in our journey as individuals and as a family. And the friendships we have made in the church and in our life group will last a lifetime. Our spiritual growth during the last 10 years has been immeasurable. And the way we have been pushed and challenged uh, in the teachings, has moved us forward and has shaped us. We look forward to the next ten years with everybody.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Lebuhan Kau. I'm from Alberton. How I found out about the Riverside Community Church is through a special lady. Her name is uh, Miss Sem Reneka. One of those days, I had challenges in my life, and uh, I've started attending the Riverside uh, Divorce Care with my kids. And since from that day, God has actually done so many amazing things in my life. I was actually given the opportunity again to attend the Effective Parenting, which that was amazing for me and my kids because it has changed so much, uh, 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 what you call situations that we had in our lives and the communication became better. I became a better mom to my kids and show more love towards my kids, especially in God's way um after about three years i decided to get baptized you know the happiest moment of my life about that is that no one has pushed me or forced me to do that but because of i was ready and god has actually taught me so much from from the church and the support that i've got and the love that i've got i ended up actually being ready so that i can be baptized and then after that i decided you know what i need to actually give back and i started saving on the children ministry and uh, it's been amazing till today i've been the happiest person on earth and uh, i would love to thank everyone that actually made an impact in my life and i have grown spiritually i i know how to pray better and god actually responds as well i know he doesn't respond immediately but he does respond i would like to thank jody as well on the children ministry side that she's been patient with me she's been there for me supportively you know in good times and in bad times and thank you so much to the our to our pastors pastor steve and pastor craig for being so supportive and taught me quite a lot and uh to the whole family I I really appreciate everything. I I can talk the whole day, but serving God is um, an overwhelming feeling that I, I don't know how to express it, but I have grown through the church. I have grown since the whole journey. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. God bless.
2: When Steve and I were sent to plant the church, we quickly realized I always knew it, but we are not Riverside Community Church. We are not the church. You are the church. And it's your time, your talents, your commitments, your community, your praying for one another and coming alongside one another and guiding and leading. That is the church. And we, we are where we are today because of each and every person sitting here online. The people that have come and gone through the years, that is the church. And we are so incredibly grateful to the Lord for those one um, talent that I just have to sneak in quickly and highlight. The second song that we sang today was written by our very own worship team. I have two members in particular, Warren and Hilton. Um, so the, the Powell brothers. And I was on the worship team with them at Mondial Methodist over 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, and it's so awesome to finally see something um, that we're able to do collectively in Riverside, long time overdue. Um, but if you probably would have recognized the words were quite anthemic for us, for the world, for the King, um, His splendor. So it was really such a blessing to be able to, to sing that this morning. Um, and the Lord's timing and putting that on His hearts, on their hearts now, um, I just find so, so remarkable and incredible. Um, other ways that we're able to engage and, and work in the life of the church is through your giving. And we wouldn't be able to do what we do without you partnering with us and the Lord um, financially. At the moment, we're not taking um, tithes and offerings in person just to keep you safe um, through this COVID season. So I encourage you to continue to give online. I would like to now just um, say a word of prayer to the Lord in thanks for how he uses us in this way pray with me thank you heavenly father for blessing us so abundantly lord from before the 10th of the 10th of the 10th you already started to move very clearly in hearts that made it possible for us to be here today lord we thank you for the many people that you have given to riverside over the years some that are in this room, some that are online, and many who've moved on to other places, Lord. Father, we thank you for the financial resources that you have provided for the people that are part of Riverside, Lord, that we may be able to engage with those finances and meet the needs of the people within our community and the people around our areas, Lord. So we thank you for that. Lord, I ask that you continue to bless us abundantly add to us more time, more talents, more gifts, more offerings, not for our own glory, but for the growth of your kingdom here in the south of Johannesburg, Lord. So Lord, we thank you for that. And we ask that whatever it is we give, that you take it for your glory in your kingdom. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Amen. So the Lord has done many things in the life of the church. Let's see what has happened. A bit of a snapshot over the last 10 years.
4: i
0: Isn't that just incredible? Such an emotional time for us as we reflect uh, on what the Lord has done in the last 10 years and take this moment just to give Him all the glory. And it really is a special time. Yeah, let's give the Lord another round of applause. So, part of our celebrations this morning is just some time that I have the privilege to ask Steve and Bianca some questions about the journey. And so let's just dive straight into it, guys, as we celebrate the Lord here. What has been, you guys ready? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) It is a bit overwhelming and emotional just singing and worshiping and celebrating this time. But guys, what has been the greatest joy for you over these last 10 years?
2: Um, As a mom, I have to say that I've started to see more and more how my kids are growing in their faith um, and how they're starting to express their gifting and to see how the Lord is working in their lives. And I'm about to get emotional. (laughs) Um, Boys, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for arriving early, leaving late, being expected to have the best behavior. Um, And without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So that's the greatest joy.
3: Round of applause
2: for you. Um, And then yesterday, sitting at our birthday celebration, looking around the field, and I was just, Steve was saying stuff to you guys, and I was not listening, Um, and I was just just gazing over everyone's faces, and I'm like, wow, these are our people, Um, and just realizing that so many people wouldn't be connected with one another if it wasn't for the Lord sending us 10 years ago. So that was just like really, really heartwarming for me and then a third i'll keep it short is i'm just starting to see some of the lives of the people that i've been able to disciple how they're now starting to disciple others Um, and that's really really cool
3: it's so hard to single out a single highlight but i mean we've had some incredible moments of church and i don't just mean the sunday thing i mean life group i mean ministry i mean coffees and counseling and seeing breakthrough and seeing God working people's lives. And yes, yes, yes. But if you're to say, but what, is, what rises to the top for you, at the end of the day, it is always people. It is always people as I think about, I mean, sometimes, I know this sounds weird, but I sometimes get here after a rough weekend and I'm sometimes not in the right emotional, spiritual space for Sunday. And I'm being weighed down by whatever issues are on the go in my life. And it's people who turns that around. And of course it is God through people. But as uh, Bianca and I went to Batical two years ago, and as we were just in a different country and visiting different churches, where my mind always went to was our people. And not just people we knew well, but people that sometimes uh, we hardly know personally, but we know are such a blessing to this community and so uh, you are our highlight
0: and you're most definitely my highlight thanks guys and then obviously there's a flip side to that question is over the last 10 years what have been some of your greatest challenges
3: you just want one <laughs> no i'm joking because there have been no challenges whatsoever there are no challenges in this world in ministry at all and that would be a lie yes there are challenges um there are challenges with just working with every time you're working with anyone including yourself and others there's going to be challenges there's challenges being a church there's challenges in growth challenges along the way challenges relationally and um, but if you had to say what is the single biggest challenge to quote uh, one of the pastors that I look up to JD Greer the person that has let me down the most is the person I see in the mirror every day And I don't say that lightly. I I am my own worst critic. I am a people pleaser, which is such a bad thing if you're a pastor. Um, I, just like every single one of you, need to battle with the same temptations and the issues of the flesh as every single one of us. I have to deal with my own emotions and my own identity. I have to sometimes wrestle with God about, am I, am I the right guy for the job? And so, yes, all of those add up to, I am my most difficult person that I've ever needed to work with. And so I'm my biggest challenge.
2: What he said. <laughs> about him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> about me. But I joke, uh, uh, yes. But some of it is, so the, the rough weekends that he's talking about is probably because of me. Um, <laughs> We are, we both have the same hearts for Riverside, yet we have very different approaches to how things should get done. My way is the best way. Um, and then that leads to conflict. So, and I'm not a very patient person and I want things done and I want them done now. So <laughs> that's a huge challenge. Um, not only with wanting, you know, things to happen with Steve, and but then the Lord also um so the frustration of not getting the building yet it's come on Lord my time um so just dealing with my own patience is has been incredibly challenging um another challenge is something that I've wrestled I've wrestled with the whole time of being um pastor's wife is as many people as there are in this room today that's as many multiplied expectations there are um and the expectations on Steve are a little bit more clear the expectations on me are a little less clear Um, so that's probably when a lot of my heartache has been just, what are those expectations? Are they fair? Are they not fair? Can I meet up to them? Can I get better? what do I need to let go? So personally, that's just one of them.
0: Thanks guys for answering that question. When, when you think back to the beginning, what was the clearest thing God said to you before planting about Riverside and who it was to be?
2: Um, Before we started here, I was at Mondio Methodist with many of those that are in the worship team. Steve was at Eden Baptist. And I had moved across to to worship where he was when we were engaged. Um, And a lot of uh, friends and family that were in churches with me um, at at Mondio and other churches just found that they weren't finding the spiritual home that they were looking for. Uh, Many churches either had good worship or good preaching, and they were looking for somebody that had both. So a lot of them would come to Steve and ask questions and just gain some spiritual wisdom and insight from him. And he started getting increasingly uh, unsettled and a strong heart for the spiritually homeless in the south of Johannesburg. So in our time of praying and looking at where we're going to go, just shortly after we decided that this was going to be where it was and this is where it was going to be, Um, I had previously preached on Psalm 1 um, at at college, and I'd like to just read to you the, the particular part of it that I think, I feel that the Lord spoke to me about who he wanted to shape us to be as a church. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. And when I'm reading the one, I'm speaking about each of the ones that are here. Um, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that the sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which was so evident with us gonna be at Waterstone next to the river, um, but they more particularly which yields fruit in season and we are a fruitful church looking back 10 years later whose leaf does not wither an evergreen space so even during times of covid we're still living and alive and whatever they do prospers and whatever we do that is from the lord up till now has prospered so it's so awesome to see that come to fruit this
3: picture of an oak tree which is in our branding it is in our names like branch out and um life house and and just so much of our church ministry is linked into the tree buddies and um and, and again that wasn't just a good idea we fundamentally believe this is a God idea um many of you have heard this but the first time I preached at EBC it was horrible it was a 50-minute drone on and on and on this excitable second-year theological student saying everything he could in 50 minutes and i felt so bad afterwards (laughs) Um, but a lady came up to me during the week and basically prophesied an oak tree over me that's what she saw when i preached this was years before we were planting the church during our time of praying into riverside i had completely forgotten about that but the lord tapped me on the shoulder and reminded me about the oak tree he had been speaking to bianca about psalm 1 and at that stage he was already speaking to me from isaiah 61 particularly verse 3 which says "They will be called oaks of righteousness A planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. And you'll see a lot of that language was in that song that we sang earlier. But this whole idea of an oak tree, it's not transient, it doesn't come and go, that our roots are being planted deeply into God's presence, His Spirit, His Word. God is going to allow us to be a legacy. So we're only our first 10 years in, we've got many 10 years to go. And, and which is why we are making some of the decisions we are because we believe God's promise for us is continue growing, thriving, being a solid presence of God's kingdom here in the south of Johannesburg.
0: Thank you, guys. Now, I know leading isn't easy. And so what do you guys do to keep yourselves refreshed and focused uh, on the Lord?
3: Th- that question is not easy to do and i'll tell you why it is so easy to get into a mode where i'm always thinking through the lens of pastor not son and so it is easy to be just praying about ministry it's easy to be reading the bible looking for nuggets for my next sermon and so and then also just resting uh, the first few years i didn't do sabbath very well for us sabbath is kind of monday Uh, Because there was just too much to do, and we had kids in nappies. (laughs) And so to start to trust God with Sabbath, to actually carve out time where I'm not being productive in the flesh, to trust his ability to rest me, and, and to start praying for me. And it's not for the church, and of course we still pray for the church, but to start reading God's word where it's to nourish me and um also had an incredible opportunity I was down at a retreat in Cape Town and a guy came up to me and we were chatting and he actually prophesied over me and and he said when I look at you and this you can see the steam he said I I see an oak tree but I see it for you I said to him well that's remarkable and he had no clue who Riverside is and our whole story I said that's so remarkable because our church's vision is a tree and he said immediately without even taking a breath he said "Well." Oh, that makes so much sense because if god wants to make riverside into an oak tree he needs to make you into an oak tree and it's for me to realize that god wants to establish me first he wants to establish me in his presence me in his lifeblood, in his word and his spirit and it is out of an overflow of what god does in my life that ministry comes out of that space and so it is really just making that shift and that adjustment Uh, which is absolutely necessary.
2: I find what refreshes me most, um, the two things is, three things actually, Um, (laughs) is uh, time in my garden. I like to get my my fingers dirty um, and just spend some time. The Lord speaks to me a lot uh, when I'm in the garden. Um, We have good conversations there. Then worship, worship music. I find the songs give me the lyrics Um, that give me the words that often is resonating in my heart, particularly country music. Please don't judge me. Um, And whoever we would, we're friends. Um, And then the last one would be the incredible women that are in this community that have imparted in my life and continue to do so. Those people who uh, silently pray for me and actively pray for me, um, and those who I'm able to have some really deep, vulnerable conversations
0: with um yeah so that's super special guys i'm so grateful for how you're sharing so honestly and vulnerably this morning but by our 20th birthday what would you like to see the lord do in and through the life of the church
3: so i really pray that in 10 years time we are in our own facility um yeah let's just stop at that one but carry on praying and being faithful um in helping make that happen but as I think that's not the church the facility is not the church but it does facilitate so much ministry so yes but having said that if you think about the church this group of people I would love just to see an increased depth and breadth in leadership Um, I I love our leadership teams and I love our leaders in all of our ministries and spaces. But um, there is such a vital role that leaders play. And when leaders are growing in their own depth and their own breadth and their own understanding, and when leaders are aligned with the ministry that God has given us at Riverside, there are some things we do that are not right or wrong, but they're how we do them. And so the more us as leaders are able to grow continually grow and and be moving in the same direction and start multiplying out, which is some of what Bianca mentioned earlier. We're starting to see the fruits of some of that. Um, For me, that is just, is going to have such untold impact on the rest of the church. So that's one. Another one briefly is, if you think about some of the major conversations that have happened globally over COVID-19, one of the hottest most disruptive conversations is issues about race and injustice and some people don't like talking about this in church because they say it's political um for me it's not political politics are trying to provide an answer to an area of need and it's a human answer and it's often an idealized driven answer which is why we get such polarization Uh, but there is still a human need and for me the gospel speaks a better word into that human need and so if I think about the brokenheartedness whether you think about doesn't matter which race you speak about or which conversation which is upsetting you at the moment the gospel speaks a better word and the gospel speaks a very clear word into how we are one body um, and how God has given us equal dignity and value and for me This has always been true of the Church of South Africa, but even increasingly so, the South African church needs to model a kingdom way forward in this area of um, equality and race and justice.
2: Craig, when you asked the question, the first thing that went through my mind was, a building would be nice. (laughs) Um, But then going deeper, I would love to see more people deeply connected, with one another, Um, more of the people that are here in the room with us and online, um, to be able to have vulnerable, honest, raw friendships and relationships and connections with one another, where the Lord can work through a person to a person. Um, Sometimes we ask to hear from the Lord and we then sit around waiting for some booming voice out of the sky, yet we're doing it alone in our rooms. Um, And that's where we stay and we remove ourselves and isolate ourselves waiting to just have a holy moment. And some of the holiest moments I've experienced have been listening to the wisdom and the love of the Lord through one of his people to me. So I would like to see more people in relationships like that. And that's my heart for the current Riverside community. But then I'd also like to see more of the South of Johannesburg who are not yet in a space where they're even able to experience God's love um, and find freedom from their sin. So I do have a, a heart for, for growing the kingdom um, and through the vehicle of Riverside is what we're called to do. So not to have a big church, but to have many people in the south of Johannesburg finding a relationship in the Lord. And if that requires whatever his work in the life of Riverside, and our part in that, um, I would love to be part of the south of Johannesburg knowing Jesus and having a depth of relationship with
0: the lord yeah amazing right and then lastly what do you see as some of the challenges going forward for us
3: how long have we got um the church the place that church holds in society today is not the place that it held 15 years ago or 15 years before that or 15 years before that and there, are, there is some bad in that. And what I mean by that is some of you grew up in the time where there was no sports on Sunday. Shops were closed on a Sunday. Everyone went to church and everyone did their thing. And on the whole, that, that meant for quite a moral society. Um, but also what that meant was a very, on average, a very lukewarm engagement in faith. We just do it because that's what we do. And I would argue that it wasn't a great environment for genuine faith, because it just meant a lot of people were slipstreaming. What is changing is the church, for many reasons, has been shoved to the edge of culture and society. And that means that it is not, it is getting increasingly difficult to slipstream and just do what everyone else is doing. Because if, if that was what kept you in the faith, that means you're just going to go where culture goes. Which means that we have to be far more intentional and faithful to our God in these times. And yes, it does mean we are living in a morally divided time. So we are going to increasingly stand out, and we need to. Not because we're being religious, but because we're being like Christ. And for me, that is the only reason we should stand out. Having said that, it is going to require a greater conviction and a greater sense of mission where we recognize lostness and we have a compassion for our world around us. And so the call for us is to put those roots in deeper as the winds get stronger and times get increasingly difficult. I've got great faith for the church, by the way. I don't think that means we're going to be isolated little groups of people and running for our lives, but I believe our church can continue to grow and thrive. But there's going to be an increased gap between our worldview and the worldview of culture around us. And so we're going to have to work harder at nurturing that in our church communities.
2: Hmm. That's so hard to say. My, my initial instinct is to just recognize that the enemy's strategy it hasn't changed over the years. So I think that we will continue to find a community and people that are struggling with identity, who they are, um, self-worth and value and where they're going and do they matter? Um, that's a lie that I think the enemy continues to tell us, you're not good enough. So just continuing to find ways to help people press into switching that from those lies to truth that you matter and the lord loves each of you irrespective of what you've done or what you're doing so i think that's going to continue to be a challenge i don't think that's going to change um and then i think just spinning off of a little bit of what steve has said is one of the enemy's biggest strategies is to keep us busy and our lives are getting busier and we're constantly needing to be different places. And there's more and more pulling for our time. And when our time is being pulled in different directions, our priorities get shifted. And our priorities go to the things of this world as opposed to the things of the kingdom. And spending time, committing time for engaging in the Lord on personal relational levels, but then committing to the community. So if I said that for me, the Lord has spoken to me most when I've been with other believers, if I wasn't in a church community um, and being part of an integral space and meeting, being committed every Sunday to that space, um, I would be struggling with my identity and I'd be struggling with um, priorities. So that pull of the world to not be in church on a Sunday, I think it's just gonna get greater. Um, And we're having to compete with the fun and exciting things of the world yet we're not actually really competing because we've got God so we won um, but just helping people realize that this isn't the only place people are going to hear the Lord's voice but this is one of the best places to position yourself to do it so yeah
0: amazing guys and I know the build-up to this week and this day has been giving all the honor and the glory to the Lord because unless the Lord builds the house we labor, labor in vain. But I also want to take a moment to honor you two because of your faith, uh, your love for the Lord, your love for this church and everything that you have put in uh, and how you've led us and just been there for, for all of us. And so, guys, why don't you just uh, honor Steve and B. Um, very briefly and just give them an applaud? I know they hate this and they're going to hate me for it. <laughs> But we do just want to honor you and recognize the role that you played in being the Lord's servants and instruments in in this journey. And so congratulations, guys, and we love you very much. Guys, why don't you stand with us because we're going to end this morning in some prayer. And uh, how we're going to facilitate that is by the leaders of Riverside praying over us as a church. And I pray that this ending of this time will be quite meaningful as we celebrate and just hear and pray together. Thank you. Dear God, my prayer for Riverside is that you would take all of us to a place where we experience and understand your grace more and more and more. God, my prayer is that we would understand what it means to have been enemies of you and because of the completed work of your son Jesus and his grace, love and mercy that we are now called uh, sons and daughters, adopted into your family and co-heirs with Christ. God, take us to a place where we understand and know your grace more and more and more.
2: My prayer for Riverside is that we would grow more and more to be like Jesus in our relationship with our Father and in His character and how He um, communicated with all the people around Him. So the scripture I have is 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. And all of us have had the veil removed so that we can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like Him and reflect His glory
7: even more. Amen.
4: Jesus, I pray that as we fix our eyes on you and live in you, that we would be able to receive your love to a point of overflowing and having our identities formed in you and and live as your sons and daughters in this world. To Transform it for the sake of your kingdom.
6: I pray for more and I pray for a deepening. A deepening of your love, a deepening of your power, of your kingdom, of your resurrection life, of your spirit inside of us. That we might have the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you more and to experience you more in the south of Joburg.
4: Father God, I humbly come before you just to Ask for your helping hand just to show us what it is that you require from us, and Give us some kind of direction in this regard, Father, so that we can actually help people that are in need at the moment. We've been through very difficult times over the last couple of months and more and more people are losing their jobs. And um, I, I have become desperate as well. There are children that are going without food. There are people that because of the circumstances, um are unable to really support their children at the moment so father god i just pray that you can give us the the direction and the guidance that we need to try and alleviate this we ask this in your loving name amen
2: father i thank you that we can trust confidently in you no matter what you are our rock our fortress our shield and our banner as promised In your word, in Isaiah 26, we, as Riverside Community Church, trust in you forever. For you, our Lord God, is an everlasting rock. We are weak men and women in the hands of a great God, so well-loved and celebrated by our Heavenly Father. Father, please protect our unity. Help us to become aware
6: of any attempts by Satan to create division. And fill us with an ever-increasing love for each other that can only be attributed to you.
5: Our prayer for Riverside Community Church is based on a verse taken from Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 to 3. And it reads, Arise, shine for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Father, we just pray, Lord, as darkness increases in here in the south of Joburg, that your light would shine ever so brightly in and through Riverside Community Church. Lord, we pray that people will be drawn to you through Riverside Community Church and that we may be a beacon of light here in the south of Joburg for the glory and the display of your splendor, in Jesus' name. Amen. God, as we consider our future, may generation after generation that comes after us be blessed because of our investment today. Help us multiply your work here in the south to Johannesburg and the rest of the world in the power of Jesus'
0: name.
2: God, I pray that we would be a community of people that hears, that knows, and that recognizes the voice of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives as individuals, but also corporately as a church. I pray, God, that we would not be afraid to stand tall and to stand secure in who you say we are and the unique purpose and the unique calling that you have for us as a church in every season, in every time, and in every
5: place.
3: Father we come before you as a good father and I ask that you would be rich towards us and what I mean by that is Lord I pray that you'd be rich towards us with regards to yourself how you pour out yourself amongst us and how you overwhelm us with the gift of your presence and yes Lord as a good father we ask that you would give good things to your church good gifts that come from your hand. We pray this for Riverside, Lord, in your name.
2: Father, we pray that you make Riverside a place of of peace and joy, a place where people can find you and know you and grow within themselves and their relationship with you and with the community. Lord, we ask that you make Riverside a place that is a fortress of peace with impenetrable walls, Lord, that are strong and steadfast lord but with open doors where everybody is welcome and encouraged to grow in the relationship with you lord amen amen